Uber drivers are practically health counselors. I can speak that as a manager, early employee. They're hearing more than most of your average psychologist, probably. Dude, hell yeah. I totally 100% back that yes. up. That's facts. And like, then I'd become would... their therapist, so they'd come to me when they were here. And I could do four hours, but yes, yeah, so they're <laughs> real servants of the community. I swear, no, like really, they really are. It's a Monday, it's winter, it's cold. Some of us got the blues, some of us got the blahs. I'm excited to welcome Christopher Barry. He's a local Omaha mental health advocate and he spearheaded a campaign called The Wellness Narrative, which focuses on reducing the stigma of mental health in the North Omaha community through storytelling, discussion, and education. Christopher partnered with Community Alliance to share the campaign on social media interviewed locals about mental health and the videos were on social media we'll link to some of that on the newsletter side christopher happy monday and welcome to omapod glad to have you sir hey man i really appreciate you for having me on so i'm excited about this thank you yes and there's something to this time of year right there's that post-holiday thing maybe this is a tough time for people with the weather has been terrible I can speak for the working class community, and, and I certainly have read and heard about the African-American community. I mean, I grew up in Northwest O. We don't talk about mental health, really, right? We soldier on. We tough through. For males, it may be considered not manly to say I'm struggling or I need help. What motivated you to get going in this line of work and service? Man, that's a good question. I actually did not even really want to go into mental health is something that just happened in going through my own experiences. So I was dealing with anxiety and depression ever since I was really young. And I didn't even know what it was, though. I thought I was just crazy or weird because in my family, especially in the black community, for a lot of us, words to describe these feelings and thoughts that we had don't. I didn't find out what anxiety was until I was 23 years old. Wow. When I working for this uh, nonprofit that I'm a part of called Noah Clinic. And uh, the guy, the founder, he's like a mentor slash father figure to me now. But at the time when I was just getting to know him a little more, he was telling me like, hey, I think you may be experiencing anxiety because he would notice I would be really anxious about stuff and I would really worry about different things. He's yeah, you're just, you're fine. You're just, you're worrying a lot. Right. I thought of like looking into anxiety or what anxiety was. And I was like, no. And I looked it up and I was just like, well, I've experienced anxiety since I was young. Yeah. <laughs> since I was young, like having many panic attacks at movies and malls and stuff like that. And I just never knew what it was. Like and when I started looking into anxiety and I just remember this time when I was, I think I was like 11 or 12 and I was walking with my cousin and his friend. And I remember we walked really far from his house. And we were lost, and I just really started panicking really bad. And even as a kid, I felt I didn't even know what that was. I'm like, wow, what was that? I was just weird to me. What was that? What was? Why was I so scared? And it went away after a while when I turned about 14, 15, but then it came back at 18. And what I ended up finding out, or what I believe could be the main cause, was my grandfather died when I was nine. I seen, you know him just laying lifeless and i think as a, as a child that kind of scared me a little bit sure um 
it just, uh, you know, I just started having anxiety and depression with other things as well, added on to that. But uh, fast forward to, I want to say 2018, because I moved to Las Vegas in 2017. I was dealing with a lot of stuff, thinking about family, being away from family, being anxious. And I met some people there by the name of Trina and Will Powell, this married couple that were really very nice to me and helped me out when I was really down living in Vegas. And she happened to be an inspiring life coach. And he was just Uber driver, Lyft driver. But they really made a change in my life. They were very kind people. And in Vegas, I will always have conversations with Lyft and Uber drivers because they just, especially the older guys, like they were always. They've seen it all. Yeah. And they they were so kind about it. They wouldn't be weirded out by this random person in my car asking questions. I will always get great responses and great advice. He became somewhat like a mentor. And at first, it wasn't even about mental health. So anyway, that started from there. And then it went from there to me meeting his wife and just talking about life. And from there, they just became really good friends. And I will always hear her and even Ira Combs, the mentor I talked about earlier. He will always say, one of these days, what you're experiencing, you're going to have to talk to other people about. They're going to need your help about that. They're going to need to hear your story. And I will always brush it off. Yeah, okay, whatever, because I don't come from that. I'm an introvert. I don't really like to speak too much unless I really have to. So I was like, okay, I'm not really going to talk about this because I don't really care to talk about it. I just want to get through my own thing. Right. They would just always say that. And then I I would meet people and we just have deep conversations. They were like, oh, you should really, people may need to hear you say this. I think you'll be good to be able to say this and talk about mental health because a lot of men are talking about it. So I would hear that a lot. And then it got me to start writing poetry again. And I started writing poetry about mental health. And I released the audio book called Mental Health Poetry for the Homies. And I wrote and recorded all that in just a, a few months. I just got it out. I had to get it out. And then I put that out. And then in 2021, I moved back here. And so when you, when you were preparing to move back, you were in a better place personally, would you say? And was it on your mind to maybe start getting this out in the community? I would say I was in a, yeah, I was in a better place, but also I was in a very vulnerable place where I was just like, you know what? I want to talk about this stuff. I don't want to hold on to this stuff anymore. Things I feel about my family, things that I'm not okay with, boundaries, all this stuff. I just wanted to look, I want to get this handled because I don't want to go. I was in my late 20s, going in the 30s and I'm like I don't want to continue to have hold on to things I want to actually get this handled so I would say I was more so in a place of okay whatever it is I have to do let me do this right let me figure this out and if you know that inspires people then so be it but a lot of the things that I've done there's a program I'm doing at North Omaha Area Health called Switching Harmful and Fruitful Thinking and a lot of people look at me as, oh, you're teaching a class. And I'm like, no, we're just relating to each other. I don't even like to look at what I do as talking to people as if I'm teaching. I'm learning with you guys, like relating to the people I'm around. Even with the wellness narrative, it was a conversation. Right. I think conversations are way more important than somebody teaching you about mental health. It's, I think it's better to have those conversations and show that we're all humans, and even therapists. A therapist is somebody who just tries to influence you to figure it out yourself, basically, really. It's right. Kind of how Bruce said, like, I'm not teaching you martial arts. I'm teaching you how to teach yourself in a way. So that's how I look at it. And that's really how it's been ever since moving back. It's just really, I've been getting a lot of opportunities with Community Alliance, with the organization I'm working with, and then also just people in the community wanting to build and do things 
but when it comes to the topic of mental health so it's just i really didn't choose <laughs> to go down the road right it's just it just happened it just happened it just happened it just more opportunities came and instead of saying no i don't i just want to focus on me and therapy for me i just accepted the opportunities that i've seen and here we are <laughs> yeah no i know you're into facilitating a discussion and i've enjoyed getting to know you and appreciated your support for my project too and so as you prepared for coming back to omaha tell us about when you got back what were some of the initial steps what did you maybe see that changed whether it's in your community whether it's in the health or mental health structure and what were some of the first pressing things you did to get the ball rolling? Yeah. So when I first came back, knowing a little more about mental health than I did before, I, I would say I, I was way more understanding of people and family members and stuff than I was before. Yeah. Instead of looking at good or bad people, I look at people like, oh, this person may have had some things they were going through. I don't look at personality traits as just who somebody is anymore. I look at, okay... There's something deeper here. And I don't always bring it up because I don't want to be that weird guy that's, oh, trauma. But it's like, <laughs> right. I, I know I know deep inside that's where that comes from. Nobody just wants to be rude or nobody wants to just drink every day or all right. the time. Nobody wants to do this type of stuff. So I really, I noticed that. I'm more understanding of people. A little bit of depression came with that because I'm like, damn, we really all kind of need help. <laughs> well, yeah. No, in the human condition, when you really face it, it can be depressing. Yeah. So that's all the way from our sports to the food that we eat to, you know what I'm saying, the movies that we watch to the whole idea of all suck it up, you'll be okay. Everything goes against your natural urge to want to love and feel and, and, and express yourself. And our society is built on that, going against that, because it's hard to have somebody go to therapy and you know, see a therapist and they will be mentally healthy, but they have to still go back into a society that's mentally unhealthy. And it's hard to build mentally healthy people when you have that. It's just really more than just getting more therapists or more than telling people to go to therapy. I think that we should try to build an environment that supports mental health, whether that's media, business, different facilities where, you know, people just can go and whatever it is, paint or whatever, but anything that focuses on mental health where people feel supported because it's so easy to say go to therapy. But again, when you're in a society that doesn't necessarily support that, it can be very difficult for most people. And tell us about the Zooms that you facilitate. Yeah, we did that on Martin Luther King Day. Okay. All right, now I'm talking to a couple of different mental health organizations here, and I'm trying to basically get more people on board so we can start doing this every month or every other month. Sure. And then from there, even do other things, whether that's paint events, live, in-person events. Right now, I'm trying to expand the wellness narrative. I'm talking to different people right now to do that some people from UNMC some people from Charles Drew some people at North Omaha area health as well and uh, yeah just seeing what we can do to keep the brand alive and to keep doing this because I think that the turnout was pretty good you know we had 21 people in the zoom um, we had people talking asking professionals questions and also just really building together on how we can improve you know 
how we can bring up these conversations and to make people feel safe talking about this type of stuff. And then if, if you can, obviously, without betraying any identities or anything like that, but just give us a flavor of the Zoom as you do them. Is it difficult to get started in a virtual space or how does it even start? What kicks it off? And has there been any moment that you found revelatory that you found maybe even life changing? What is it like in one of these Zooms? Yes. Yeah, so the one that we had on Monday was the first one. And yeah, we didn't know how it was going to go. What we did was we recorded five video interviews with some mental professionals and they're also a local. And then myself just having conversation about how it was growing up in the black community and, and mental health wasn't a conversation and what we see in our environment and stuff. So a lot of people on Facebook and social media, they really liked those videos. They did very well. A lot of people were sharing those. A lot of people were relating to those. And that part of it was just, it, it, it was very interesting seeing how many people shared those videos and responded when engaged with those videos. And that was our promotional material for the Zoom. So when the day came, I really didn't know how it was going to turn out because of the weather and right. people's off and they might have forgotten. Some people did forget, which is understandable because there's so much other stuff going on. It's the day off. But what I did notice was when we did get into the conversations. I was telling the people at Community Alliance, I wish it was a little longer because we were just really getting some interesting topics. Yeah. You know, as far as like journaling and how to approach noticing somebody who has maybe some mental health challenges and just so many the people in the zoom are really engaged and having a conversation with each other not just the professionals or not even me facilitating it but other people in the community that joined the zoom they were talking to each other and we allow people to have those conversations i really like the direction that it was going because i think that's what it's about is building community and those people, they put their emails in the chat and they could connect with each other and met these people from this. And then they met each other not from being out at a bar or whatever, but they met each other through a conversation about mental health. Right. And I think that's how it starts. And as far as the older folks in the community that you've gotten to know, where is the older North Omaha resident as far as their own mental health? Are they more willing to engage? Are they changing? Or is there still a lot of reticence? What's your take on the older black community and mental health right now in Omaha? That's a good question. So I'll say this, <laughs> it'd definitely be a youth-led thing. I'll, I'll give it to you like that. It's going to take for the younger, early, I'm 32, the early 30s, mid-30s, late 20s mid 20s teenagers to really push your mental health and being forward because i do notice there are some people who are older in our community that are stuck in their ways which is understandable sure. i mean you know once you really learn how this stuff works it's not as easy as a lot of people on social media make it seem like trauma and you know what you were used to doing and raised in the ways you were raised to think it doesn't just go away like that if you've been the same way in your 70 or 60 or even 50 or late 40s, it's really hard for you to change because you remember the way that you were taught and you, you're you holding on to that. I have noticed there have been some elders that they are interested in mental health. They are willing to talk more, but it does come out, <laughs> and it may come out a little aggressive, again, which is understandable because they never had anybody to talk to. Well, you right. Know, I remember... 
even me and my cousin, we had a conversation. This was years back when we went to go visit Las Vegas with our family. And my uncle, he just was going off about things in the past. And that happened through a conversation we had about how we grew up. And it was interesting seeing that because, oh, wow, he was really holding on to a lot of stuff. And yeah, like they never had any type of outlets to be able to express themselves because, again, their generation is suck it up or especially in the black community. We don't want to talk about mental health because we don't want to seem like we're crazy because we have everything else stacked against us. We don't want to feel like we also have mental health challenges or trauma that we need to get through. We want we don't want to acknowledge that. Right. We don't want to feel weak. And when you deal with all of that, it's, it's just so, again, it's going to be definitely a youth led thing for sure. And through everything you've done, what's maybe one piece of wisdom someone shared or that you've run across or something for the listener here that really maybe changed your thinking? Is there just that little kernel that you come back to that you go, wow, that's some real truth? Oh, man, that's a real good question for me. I would say that what I come back to is, I don't want to sound like a rebel. <laughs> but for me, but if I'm speaking honestly, for me, it's just that our society does not value mental health or mental well-being, at least right now. So for me, what helps me is to not be so hard on myself knowing the society that I'm in. And that doesn't mean don't try to be better or anything like that. It just means that there's a reason why a lot of us are anxious. There's a reason why a lot of us are depressed and down. When we live in a society, especially right now, in this time of uncertainty, we do not know what's going to happen or what's going on. Have some grace. Life is a struggle. And I think making the best out of your life is the goal. Yeah, wish you the best. Yeah, I want to thank you for having me on. And as I said, enjoyed getting to know what you're doing. And if there's anything I can do, happy to help. That's Christopher Berry. It's an Omaha local mental health advocate. Check out the wellness narrative. As he said, he's going to have that up and we'll keep you posted on the newsletter side. And Christopher, thank you very much. Let's have a great week, huh? Yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me on.